You know? You know what I mean? <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> kind of sums up how I feel. Hmm? I said that kind of sums up how I feel. It's perfect. Yeah. I feel like <sighs> yeah. Mm. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting us right in. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know exactly where we were. Well, yeah, I was wondering if we just want to jump back into the story. Probably. Yeah. Probably be nice. If you're listening to these back to back, if we would just... If we just get straight into it. Yeah. <laughs> Hop on the train, goddammit, you know? <laughs> I feel like we ended with... Um, I feel like we ended... <laughs> I'm not actually sure, but I feel like... <laughs> I feel like we ended with... Us, we had our first kiss and it was kind of weird, but not bad, not like deterrent. It wasn't a deterrent for us. And then I, I feel like we talked about when we had a kiss that was really like where I gave in to it and let myself like feel, feel it. Yeah. So I think, I think that's where we were. (laughs) Okay. It's a nice place to be. I know, and I'm like, what comes next? I mean, that's like... I mean, we realized we were in love. And then it flipped our entire lives around. Yeah, I guess that's when we kind of realized <clears throat> that we were in love. Before that, it was just like these new feelings are coming up. Mm-hmm. Like for the first month of of this experience, it was it was just kind of like, are, is this something? What is this? What the hell is going on? <laughs> and I think that night was, yeah, like the moment of feeling the intensity of our connection. Yeah. Like really the depth when it's like, oof, okay, wow. We can experience this greater level of presence with each other without words and feel in full expression of our love. Like that's a whole new realm of language to explore and recognize that you hold with someone like speaking those similar languages with the body and um yeah recognizing that level of connection with you after already feeling so connected for 12 years um was interesting you know (laughs) it was was a big deal (laughs) (laughs) it was so weird (laughs) yeah it was very like life shattering yeah it felt like being on a a trip for a long time yeah gone drugs where you're like wait what kind of all the time all of your feelings are like wait what Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah honestly just like the craziest butterflies i've ever i didn't realize i didn't realize things could get so crazy 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, from someone that was so familiar, mm-hmm. like how that could shift into these in- totally new feelings and experiences. Yeah. Like having butterflies for someone you've known that long is really wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Um, but I think like that's the beauty of trusting like trust the butterflies, right? <laughs> where are the butterflies trying to fly to? Yeah, where are the butterflies in your life? Anywhere. That's, I don't know. Those are good signs. Yeah. To be led by. It's an effervescent area of life. <laughs> <laughs> to lean into. Yeah, a lot of metamorphosis in the ride of opening to the butterflies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really sweet first couple of months and it started getting complicated well like two or three months in or just a month in I, like a month in okay only a month in. less than a month or was it a month? it was for sierra's birthday yeah so that was like november 12th that party we got together like october 10th or 11th or something yeah yeah so like a month after we just had like a super cute indie movie film kind of like opening to each other (laughs) just so cute and um then we did mdma for the first time ever uh at my house with a group of friends and Wild wasn't even going to be there originally, but after everybody else started feeling their MDMA, we just like had to call her and Steven in. And so we said like, come over. And I knew that inviting her was going to like, you know, you just can kind of feel the weight of something before it happens. And you're like, if she comes and drops in with us here, like I just felt something was going to happen. I didn't know what it was. Um, and so we had our sweet night and it was really sweet. It was ceremonial sweet between friends. Yeah. I mean, it was our first experience with it. So it felt like if, what have we explained it as like, it feels like your heart. It's just a deep heart expansion, softening. You just feel soft to all things in, in a way, at least for me, I feel softer in my thoughts it's almost like you don't even feel your thoughts. You you only feel your heart and your heart's authentic, aligned ease of expression. Yeah, ease of ex- ease of expression. Like if you want to s- say something to somebody, you just kind of say it. Or if you want to express with your body or if you want to express with your silence, like you just feel an ease to be wherever you genuinely are. And there's no, mm, there's no self-awareness in the sense of, concern or codependency with any energy around you yeah you're not like I don't know you're not critical (laughs) you're just like really open-hearted yeah and I mean to be fair I have had intense experiences on MDMA that don't feel like that yeah and everybody's experience is different and set and setting and who you do this what you're processing through at the time and Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it also can be really overwhelming to have your heart feel that open because you spent your whole life kind of protecting your heart. 
Mm-hmm. And so on one side, it feels really, really good to let it out because you've been holding it back and it feels so good. Mm-hmm. And then there's another part that's like, this has never been safe to do before. And so there's like maybe kind of like a aftermath of expressing yourself that much or like the integration, even, even during like just feeling the overwhelm of being in a human body almost like you're so mm-hmm. aware of being alive in your mm-hmm. body mm-hmm. and aware of everything that it also is like sometimes a bit overwhelming it's a heightening of your senses you know you kind of like drop down from the mental plane into the body and you just become really deeply present and connected with your senses and really that's honest and speaks to all senses like your sense of guilt might become heightened but there's space for it to be felt there's space for it to be cried through there's soft affection everywhere Um, my sense of abandonment mm -hmm. i think comes up yeah which i feel like we'll talk about some of the other experiences where i have gone into those places on mdma Mm -hmm. later on in the story probably Mm -hmm. maybe Maybe. (laughs) i don't know where we're gonna go but i guess this first trip was somewhat like mostly sweet really sweet i feel like i had some moments just of like there is the the part of it where you're on a substance. And so there is like, I did have some discomfort that night just being on a substance. Right. Like the overwhelm that that can feel like in the body. Mm-hmm. But the vibes were super healing and sweet and... So playful. So many moments. <clears throat> so many moments of just like... I guess everybody that was there holds such a beautiful frequency in the world that to combine all those energies and then do MDMA together, like it was just like a a ceremonial night of like each person offering their medicine to the other people, their true medicine. Mm -hmm. Like even Johnny kind of like being a more stoic person most of his life. And then MDMA just like starting to like hold people, like cuddle people. Just be affectionate. Like the gift of him fully open hearted Mm -hmm. got to be seen and the medicine got to be shared and everybody else that was there kind of offered themselves in some way like that just Mm -hmm. unselfconsciously because of the MDMA (laughs) so that was really sweet to experience that night yeah it was really really magical mostly it was mostly a long-standing cuddle puddle intermixed with a lot of like dancing around yeah (laughs) you know deep Um, deep talks and yeah a lot of holding but you and Johnny but at this point, Johnny is just has accepted our relationship and that's, you know, he's not, he's just off to the side. He's off to the side and he's let me know, you know, that uh, not to be overly concerned with how uncomfortable this process might be for him. That, that was like where he was emotionally mm-hmm. at this point. He was willing to accept Bailey's desire to explore being with me. Um, but it was, it was willing, you know, there wasn't like a desire for it by any means, which is totally understandable and valid after, you know, you guys have been married for 14 years. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but also I had known Johnny over the years of being deep friends with you. Um, just as one I feel like I, I only knew maybe let's say three out of a hundred sides. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like he just, 
yeah, he, he just was not, I don't know. There's a lot to say there, but essentially there, there was a lot of like, our relationship had its sense of warmth in the way that like we knew we loved each other, but we were so, I was always like so emotionally aware and protective of like really respecting your guys's relationship and respecting him as your husband and like not feeling the need to be closer with him than what was natural between us because yeah just like you know accepting our relationship as it was and it wasn't necessarily super warm and it was very uh mental plane and um yeah, a lot of laughter as well, like so much sweetness for sure. Johnny's always been like a, an incredible person. I've always loved him as a friend and like loved being around him. But there were walls naturally in our dynamic. Um, and then on MDMA was the first time I'd ever seen him be soft and so joyful. Like, especially in connecting with another person. <laughs> um and affectionate and just like open open-hearted it was the first time that we ever like laughed together in this new way of like actually feeling connected and safe to connect and that whole night like I had moments of connecting with him but they were very platonic for me they were very innocent very um chill just like loving to finally say hi to his heart with my heart um but still from a space of like respecting that, you know, not just not seeing him as a, a potential lover by any means outside of like the natural love of our friendship, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but apparently we were having slightly different experiences, him and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like you guys stayed up kind of most of the night or at least like I fell asleep next to you and you guys were still like holding hands across, across us. Yeah. Or like I was in between you mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't know what was happening, but, um, then the next morning everybody left at some point and then it was just Johnny and I again. And he was like, the first thing he says to me is, is like, I had the same experiences you did last night. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I fell in love with Wild last night. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Um, and at first it was just like, <clears throat> when you're trying to, when you're taking something like that in at first, there's not a lot of, I didn't have emotion immediately. I just kind of was like surprised and intrigued by it. And just had no idea what was coming with it. So I just kind of didn't feel anything yet. I was just surprised and was like, okay, now what, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's it mean? Um, and I don't know at some point he told you, I don't know how soon after that he told you and how that, I don't remember what that was, <laughs> what that scenario was. Um, I think I, I recall like, I don't know if this was like, I knew that, Whenever I saw him next, he definitely tried to tell me, you know, that makes sense. Um, but I think it took us a few times of seeing each other and a few times of having the conversation for me to understand 
what he meant, what he was trying to talk, what he was trying to actually say to me. You know, like, I think at that point for him, he had emotionally experienced feeling in love with me. Um, and even like sensing romantic desire within our dynamic, but also not naturally seeing it as ever like a possibility between us to experience or like explore. So his way of telling me was kind of like, you know, letting me know that he had the experience of thinking I'm really cute. <laughs> and, and then like kind of trying to uh you know kind of let me know that I'm now more so of like one of those girls in high school that he would be friends with um and he would like want to maybe kiss them but like never would you know so you would just be in that place he would just him. be in that place energetically toward me and I was kind of like uh yeah cool baby like <laughs> I think you're cute too um I don't know that I need to ever kiss you but <laughs> uh yeah that's sweet that's sweet that you see me as a cuter friend at this point <laughs> like I just felt like I felt like the high school girl that he was describing me as in that sense of like that's what I took it as was like oh okay that's that's the archetype I am for you at this point. And that can be chill, you know, like that's fine. Um, it took a few conversations for me to realize he was actually trying to tell me that like he, there was, there was more, like if, if there could be more, he would maybe be open to it. <laughs> yeah. And um, your response to him made me feel like safe like I was yeah. like, okay, she's not gonna. I wasn't trying this. to get with it. But then at the same time, like my challenge in the beginning stages was that I have been with Johnny since I was 18 and he's just a part of everything I ever do. And I couldn't imagine going through something without him. And at first I was like, maybe this is good for us, for me to like have my own separate adventure or whatever. But the longer it went on, the more I was like, internally and maybe unconsciously having a hard time with the fact that he wasn't really involved yeah um and that I was having this experience without him yeah and there was a desire for him in it but also like obviously a huge fucking fear of that reality yeah and so at first it was like funny and fun to watch him have a crush on somebody else you know mm -hmm. like just to see him in a different way after being with him for so long it was just kind of cute at first because you, your response to him didn't make me think it was going to happen. So yeah, I was just like, okay, this is cute for Johnny and he's totally fine with it not ever happening. And, uh, it's just a funny thing to witness moment yeah. and sweet feelings. Yeah. Um, I also had a lot of feelings for you as well, obviously. So if he, when he had feelings for you, it wasn't like, yeah, it was easy to like resonate with him, obviously. Yeah. You guys kind of started bonding over having similar feelings for me yeah I mean it's an interesting thing to bond over as a married couple <laughs> <laughs> well we'd been like so close for so many years yeah I guess our history is is that 
we already really liked each other. We, Wild and I would be hanging out a lot and Johnny would pretty much always join us like wherever we were. Like if he was out doing something else, mm-hmm. he would find a way to get to us <laughs> yeah. um, and always kind of join in our hangouts. And so like, I felt like you were one of the only friends that that crossover really happened with where Johnny was always wanting to be with us. Yeah. Normally I'm just hanging out with my friend by myself, but he always wanted to be there too. So it was kind of like the three of us connected deeply from the get go. And I always considered him, I always considered him to be like a best friend throughout those years. Yeah. We all considered each other that way, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, like him wanting to be around was just sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely a friend, you know, like not, not a sexual person to me. <laughs> like I just, uh, I mean, Johnny's always been super beautiful. Uh, he's objectively very attractive. Like he's a beautiful soul. He's a beautiful person, but, um, yeah, when he started trying to flirt with me at parties we'd go to and stuff, I'd just be like, okay, like, <laughs> this isn't working. <laughs> you are, you're pretty funny. Um, I'm going to go outside, you know? <laughs> yeah, Johnny has a very direct flirting style. He did He did the same thing to me when we met, just like so direct, unselfconscious. Yeah. And just funny. Very confident. And I'm just, I don't know, it was just funny to watch him try to get with me and like for my authentic feelings to just not I couldn't find it I I wasn't looking for it though you know I was just kind of like you know you've always been my best friend's husband I think that maybe it's just better if we keep it that way like I don't have any feelings for you right now so that's probably good for us (laughs) yeah you know it felt safe I think that there was like even if I could find him attractive on all the ways Like, I think I just, I didn't feel like it was a safe adventure to open my heart to. Um, So it was never my intention or like in my awareness, like that night on ecstasy, there wasn't a moment of even like, you know, trying to be tempted or like find attraction for Johnny. It was just like sweetness, you know? Yeah. It was very pure. But as it went along, (laughs) like I started getting more triggered by it because Johnny started turning on more of his heat towards you and yeah I was like whoa okay like it was he really wants cute it. and funny at first and then it started to turn into like reality yeah. <clears throat> and I know how he is in his persistence because he did it to me mm-hmm. and so I'm just seeing the same pattern play out and same story and even though you weren't fully responsive to it you still had like a slight bit of openness to it I was down to entertain it you know yeah (laughs) and so it was like there was a door opening and I could feel it yeah um and then you know so the ecstasy night was in November and then what like beginning of January two months later yeah so for two months there was kind of that energy back and forth and um Yeah, I just wasn't, I was entertaining it to an extent that I entertain all life, you know, like life is always presenting itself to all of us. And I don't know, it was fun to be with and like what life was presenting, but it wasn't something I was truly like contemplating actually opening to emotionally. I couldn't, 
couldn't really fathom having uh, like real attraction for Johnny. I just I couldn't. It was just, it was hard to see. Um, <laughs> but then so many of his sides, like the more he showed himself to me and like pursued me, the cuter everything that's so quirky about him became and like more endearing and I could kind of like like I was also just feeling so in love with you like I already felt immediately like life partners with you you hadn't fully seen my waves yet though yeah (laughs) that's true (laughs) it was just starting we were starting to get to know each other on such an intimate level that's true it's kind of like maybe rationally I was aware of your waves and walls and there was some apprehension to be with you but emotionally and like in the soul level I felt a deep connection with you deeply attracted like if it could work between us and make sense like I would want to explore it because the love is so rich um uh, what was I saying about that yeah basically like so becoming closer with you I felt closer and closer with Johnny and more so just close with your relationship with Johnny. I felt like let into your intimate sides and Johnny is an intimate side of you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I started to feel like him not being a part of this was maybe something that like didn't feel the best. Like maybe, maybe opening to him and like, enjoying more of him or just embracing things with him would actually be really beautiful for us and you know maybe I could open to it and then um trying to get you know feel into it for those two months or that last month and uh it was there were my own walls lots of walls you know just like oof can I really give into that could I really Oof, like that's a really big thing to open to, even just logically, to really consider it. Um, and then for his birthday, uh, a group of friends all decided to do a DMT trip here at Riverdale. <laughs> Sounds like we do a lot of drugs, but it was just that year that <laughs> it happened. Like It was like our first exploration with anything, but yeah. we were pretty intentional about you know, it, it didn't become a daily habit or anything. It's always was been like ceremonial mm-hmm. drop-ins, like not that often. Yeah. Uh, with a lot of beautiful intention. And yeah, I just, I felt like I watched him die for a second. Yeah. Cause the DMT for people who don't know, uh, basically is the chemical in your brain that blasts off when you die so you basically have like kind of a a near-death experience some people would explain it that way with dmt so if you wild didn't do dmt with us because she was smart (laughs) yeah i would Um, never i'm not interested i'm not a huge recommender of it but um i know some people really enjoy it but for her just watching us on it that's what you were kind of saying like you experience us dying as as well as us feeling like we're dying yeah at the same time so you were I just held space side. it's like a three minute experience that feels like lifetimes 
you know, it's a timeless experience for the person who, who does it. And I just sat across from the people who chose to do it, you know, and just held space for their experience. Um, and so it was only three minutes that they were out for. And, you know, everybody's having different experiences. Steven's on the side, you know, smiling. <laughs> and Bailey's going through her own trip. And it's a little bit more open-eyed and, like, alert but not alert. And, like, Johnny is just just eyes closed, you know, head back. And that's it. And I'm, like, whew, being with all my lovers in these ways. And, um yeah, just so much intensity and basically witnessing Johnny like that made me, I I went through my own wave of being like, oh my God, like if this angel in my life (laughs) um, wants to kiss me, like that's so sweet. I should let that happen. You know, like why am I so close to the idea of holding this person I love so much? Like if he wants, if if he's open to being held, like I want to hold this person. I want to, I just, I fell in love with him, uh, in those three minutes (laughs) completely. My energy just completely shifted and I just felt like opening my heart to him was something I couldn't say no to anymore and then it was open it was all over the floor and I was like oh my god (laughs) um and yeah that was a really crazy experience and I mean everybody who did the DMT went through their own radical journey and had so much you know to carry and integrate that I didn't want to I didn't let it, it wasn't something I announced to the crew or anything that night, but I did feel like I needed to be very honest with Bailey. So in the morning, I let her know how I felt about Johnny. And I just immediately went under the blanket and just numbed out for a long time. Yeah, it felt like you emotionally passed out. Well, I had such an intense experience on DMT that like, I felt like I had died the night before Mm -hmm. and I was like coming back from that just really overwhelmed already Yeah, and felt like I had hit that deep, deep wound of separation through the DMT experience and this news was like hitting that on a deeper level because now I had to face like that you had like I already knew how Johnny felt and now if you felt the same way like now I'm going I'm going on a ride I already went on a ride in like the astral plane last night and now I'm going on like a real life trip Mm -hmm. um I was just so overwhelmed (laughs) yeah yeah so I stayed under the blanket for a while yeah um and then a lot of shit got real (laughs) yeah that's when everything kind of went from like you know, the beginning of any relationship where it's like fun and exciting and cute and then it's like reality hits and the reality is different for every couple. But this was like, I was still kind of getting used to the my own decision of like opening to wild 
like that was still like so much to process that then to add on top of it, like processing my husband and her was just, it started, um, I guess that's when my emotional waves started coming out. So I am an incredibly moody person (laughs) and not a lot of people would know that. Um, only my most intimate people get to really see it and wild hadn't really ever, ever seen it before and in this way. And so, (laughs) so when her and Johnny both had feelings for each other, it was like, it activated a different part of me that wasn't as fun and cute to be around. And it became like the, the dark nights of the soul exorcisms of all sorts happening back to back based on like whatever experience was like going down, like your guys' first kiss was a moment for me. And yeah, just as they got closer affectionately, like, the three of us also got closer, but I had to open up so many areas of abandonment within my body that I wasn't ready for. I mean, who's ready for it? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, Your nervous system had to like move through a lot of waves of mm, like redefining a space of safety and like what does security mean in connection in love in devotion you know like yeah a a reminder of like the deeper layers of trust that you can hold in your relationships and knowing that you're held yeah and your body doesn't believe it like my mind could be like, yeah, I'm opening to wild. So I'm okay with Johnny also doing it because that would be, I need to be in alignment here. And I want, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing a beautiful thing. I want that for Johnny. Like I could logically like explain it all and be like, I'm fine. And when I'm in like my up part of my wave, like where I'm really like high energy and feeling like positive chemicals, like flood my body, I can, I could hang with it. I could feel good about it and we'd have like a sweet relationship, all three of us. And then um, when the two of them would want to like be alone or do something separate from me, uh, that's when I would just go into pure abandonment experiences. Yeah. And one of the big medicines during that time, one of the only things honestly that helped me, not the only thing, but the big thing was to just be in nature Like I would go out into the woods, I would climb a tree, I would yell, I would break sticks, I would lay on the ground and just be reminded of my oneness, I guess, with everything. And I would lose track of the drama of my life when I would go into the forest. I would lose track of everything. I would feel super empowered. I would feel like in support of Johnny and wild being together. Like I would just find my grounding again. And ultimately I would find myself because with all the abandonment feelings, like what I really wanted was to show up for myself. Uh, I just felt like deeply scared and unworthy and abandoned all these feelings when the two of them would be together. Um, and it brought up obviously like childhood memories and, just like 
when somebody in our current reality life is triggering an abandonment wound, like it's not, it's not really them. That's the problem. It's the experience that began that feeling, the abandonment of childhood of any moments we had, any patterns we had in our family. And I was just like revisiting my child body Mm. in crazy ways um, and really having to hold space for myself, like in the forest, in, in nature, um, through dancing, through writing songs. I wrote like 45 songs in those two years of processing. And so, so much art is created out of this journey of um, awakening to a lot of trauma and then kind of uh, that energy just wants to go somewhere. Like my somatic body would just be overwhelmed by the experiences I was having. And I just needed to either sometimes let the earth frequency hold me or I needed to make a song or I needed to dance or I needed to cry or some, some kind of movement um, was really helpful in my processing. Mm. You know? Yeah. Cause there's so many details of the story that we could tell about this, but I, that's kind of like, anything that happened over the next couple months, like that's what I was doing to, <laughs> to go through it. And it was fucking hard Yeah, because I would end up dropping into really old coping mechanisms too. So like I would ice wild out. I'd have moments where I would just totally like turn off to you and be like, I can't even be with her. Like this isn't going to work. Like, yeah, it was, you know, we were catalysts for, what was asking to be healed in our child bodies. So like, you know, naturally our relationship started to mirror, um, things we both needed to heal. And like, for me, receiving an energy of hot and cold has always been familiar and painful. And so there was a lot of like extreme passion between us and desire to just be together and then a lot of cold eggshells and tension around like you know wanting to love you through this process of us like the three of us deciding that we want to explore a three-way dynamic you know like there was only love and honesty there and also just it's just, it's a tricky thing to navigate, you know? How do you move forward with something that is simultaneously incredibly beautiful and enriching and in its essence it truly is safe? Like, just speaking to our connection, our three-way connection, I I feel a deep sense of safety for the three of us. Like, there's no fear of abandonment in that way, like, that Johnny and I would ever abandon you. Um, but, yeah, then also wanting to, like, honor your process and it's tricky to navigate and navigating a hot cold pattern for me was a lot yeah and I displayed a hot cold pattern because of my own childhood Mm -hmm. um kind of like withdrawing my energy from the people in my life that uh hurt me Mm-hmm. Like my natural way was to like, well, I'm just going to fully withdraw from you. 
and I'm not going to talk to you and I can't actually tell you what I'm feeling because it would completely destroy our relationship if I were to speak in this moment like when I'm in my down places like the things that are going through me like I've had a hard time ever communicating them because they are so intense and I would have just destroyed our relationship Mm -hmm. and so I didn't actually know how to not be hot and cold during that process you know and that was the whole thing is we had to have a lot of grace for each other in that time frame because I was not a fun person to be with at certain times and I was full on like I'm not doing this like inside like during those down down waves I'm I'm basically like I'm not going to be with wild because this is too hard yeah this is too fucking hard um I am I feel like I'm dying sometimes like emotionally like I just felt like I was fucking dying um and it felt like it felt like the feelings that anybody would have if their partner cheated on them mm-hmm. even if even though we were maneuvering it and talking about it and inviting it like I still would feel the same exact feeling in my body of being cheated on mm-hmm. and anybody who's gone through that probably knows what kind of wounds that brings up mm-hmm. and what kind of rage that brings up and sadness that brings up and so I was in this unique position of like going through the somatic experience of being cheated on, but not being cheated on. <laughs> <laughs> being in a scenario where I had two people who loved me more than anything else and were going to maneuver it at my pace. And um, I mean, there were moments that you didn't want to do my pace because your side of the story was you were opening, you were doing something different. Like you had your karmic journey with on your side of things, I needed to speak Mm -hmm. your boundaries in certain ways. And my pace was sometimes like needing to be pushed a little bit Mm -hmm. because otherwise I would stay stuck maybe in emotion if you didn't push it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So like there was a back and forth kind of like, yeah, I just needed some harmony in the growth, you know? Yeah. And you didn't want to be disrespected all the time by my waves yeah I didn't want to feel like one minute we're all the way on and I'm like bathing in a sense of safety and trust and then the next minute you won't talk to me and I don't even know what happened (laughs) what triggered it and like yeah and, and that's okay like all of that you know that journey was what it needed to be and I think that we did a lot of healing and it was really messy there were were a lot of like you know if you did open up to me and your waves too much, I would break up with you, which was pretty much all the time. Because yeah, we had a lot of breakups. I didn't want to hurt you. You know, it's like, well, I'd rather just break up with you than hurt you. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to stand. Why Why would I choose to hurt you? You know, but then we'd break up and then we would still want to all like see each other as we always have. And we would like be broken up and then we would, all kind of like feel so safe that like all of our connection would come back and we would just like spend the night laughing like old times and like you know just feeling super sweet about each other and then all of a sudden it's like you're getting up to go get some water and you just really want to like you know be a little affectionate because it's just so sweet and (laughs) yeah it was just messy like the desires to be together and the challenges that come with integrating such a history and reality of paradigms and 
like all this newness also it's it's to be with two other people is um very different in our society and you know there's just so many layers that aspect was really hard and still is a part of it you know mm-hmm. like going through the waves during that time frame and like breaking up and getting back together like outside of that was also that big fear of like how is this integrating into society like how are how is this going to be accepted like is this going to be safe to live out mm-hmm. in reality mm-hmm. so that's that was a huge part of it as well always kind of looming yeah and I I still feel like you know I mean I don't know uh there's a lot to say there there's a lot to feel about that yeah that could be a whole other episode exactly but yeah I guess if we want to continue our story Mm -hmm. when I had a lot of moments during uh when you and Johnny were like starting to get a lot more intimate with each other mm-hmm. where I would I left the house one time for a couple nights which I'd never done and went to stay with friends I remember one day I got really angry and I just like movie scene kind of like just took my arms and like just shoved everything off the tabletop in in my house like with Johnny there and then like he tackled me to the ground like in a sweet way like held me down in like we had like so many moments of intensity where like my anger would come out and Johnny would just like hold me through it like he and I were doing so many layers of healing during that time because he continued to show up and create safety with me mm. and be like this isn't going to tear us apart like, like you this can doesn't trust. actually threaten us. Yeah. But my body didn't know that. So I had to like play out all these crazy experiences with Johnny and he would continue to show up and uh, drop in with me and create safety with me. We had some of like the most romantic, beautiful, healing, sexual experiences of our marriage during that year mm-hmm. um, because they were, it had to be looked at. Like we may have not that we needed a catalyst in some way for some aspects of our relationship. And so during that time that was also happening on our side of things. Um, and yeah, I'm like trying to think of where the story goes after this. Cause there's so many little like nuggets within that year. And then, yeah. I mean, also there's the aspect of Steven oh as well, God. you know, <laughs> like, yeah, we haven't even brought that in. So, <clears throat> you know, it's my 30th birthday. We're back in October and I am opening the relationship, my marriage uh, with Steven, uh, which at that point had been like 10 years married. And um, yeah, he was down for the ride. There was some hesitancy and shock, but ultimately he was super down for the ride. And my initial intention was just to open to women Um, but I also was, I was open with him about my openness. It's like, this is my intention and I'm also fully open. I essentially just wanted to open to my karma. I wanted to open deeper to karma in general. I didn't want to have so many walls in my life, um, with myself. But anyway, I get that date. Then all of a sudden I get 
I realize I'm in love with Bailey. <laughs> and, um, you know, then Johnny's coming through and Steven is just like uh, on the ride with me. He's with me emotionally. He's with me mentally. We are actually discovering a lot of deeper connection around that time and like almost like re-meeting each other completely, which is sparking a whole different level of connection in our marriage and is super beautiful. Um, and then, you know, kind of fast forward, um, Stephen's opening to my opening and what's happening for me in life with Johnny and Bailey. Um, and I'm opening to his opening and there's just essentially a lot of healing going on, but also the realities of my relationship and connection to him are being highlighted, you know, and the realities of my desire to not be in a romantic dynamic with him over the course of our entire relationship are really presenting for me and just like a, a need to be that much more honest with myself about whether him and I are actually meant to experience uh, a sexual romantic relationship or not and in the end um, throughout this process him and I have separated and it's been just an incredible ride um, he's just been, he's been magic, you know, he's a beautiful soul. And, um, also at one point in the last few years, while we were still together, um, met a beautiful person named Antha and they have an amazing relationship that's been wonderful to witness and be a part of and move through and have present during our, um, conscious separation and yeah he's a beautiful part of my life still our lives still we just hung out with him last night yeah <laughs> so yeah we've we've remained like the four of us maneuvering this and then antha being there and this little also just our community around us the mm -hmm. whole time like everybody's been so fucking rad so incredible <laughs> like it's just been a community maneuvering. Um, everybody has supported in different ways and shown up in different ways and held space in different ways. Like when there's been moments where like I needed somebody to hold me and it couldn't be Johnny or Wild or even Steven. Steven's held me through a lot of shit too. Yeah. Um, shout out <laughs> to have, yeah, to have your other lover hold me as I process my lover with their lover and it's just like it's like I think a big big beautiful thing that happened through the last couple of years was realizing how many people were my lovers right how many people could hold me like I've always put all of my energy on that Johnny has to be the one mm -hmm. and then there's like this terrifying feeling of like if he died what would I do like just like a really intense attachment to Johnny and so like through this period I've had to let him go in some ways and then other lovers like show up in place of that and hold in their own way. And I just got so much more intimate with everyone because of it, mm -hmm. because I had to, mm -hmm. I was on display in this process that was super intimate. And, 
um, yeah, my, my connection diversified. It wasn't just all on Johnny to, to be there for me. Like now it was this diversity of connection with everyone and, um, got more physically intimate with a lot of friends just in like holding and cuddling and just like being just more in touch, which really brings safety. I feel like to the physical body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everybody just like dropped into such deep intimacy together, mm-hmm. um, throughout these last two years. Um, and yeah, I don't know where else I was going with that, but that was just something that came through yeah. as like a sweet part of this process. I mean, that was part of the beauty of doing ecstasy for our first time in a small group of really beautiful friends. Uh, you know, part of the cuddling is realizing that like when I touch one person's hand, I'm touching anyone I want to be touching their hand. Like, sending love to someone across the room. Yeah. By loving the group or loving a person, the group, you're loving the whole group. Exactly. Like you feel the reality of the, uh, ecology of love Mm -hmm. and connection and sweetness toward each other and how that literally ripples out through, through the aura of our bodies together. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is all speaking from a very intimate and sensual, like, respectful platonic space yeah Uh, this isn't sexual or romantic that's what has to be explored by doing it though Mm -hmm. like platonic intimacy has to be boundaries have to be explored out and yeah and that's part of being intimate that's part of the beauty of exploring intimacy is exploring your intimacy with self in the sense of where your boundaries are found and how you speak to them because that can be vulnerable and so beautiful and so permissioning and so healing. Like to witness affection platonically between my so, so many of our friends and especially of opposite sexes and things. It's like, oh, it's just so nice to see community feel comfortable and feel safe. Um, to be sweet. It's really, it's just sweetness that wants to be expressed. And I've always like compared it to being a little kid and you're in like at Christmas time or something, you're in a room of adults or people that you trust or even cousins or whatever. And you just make your way to different people's laps. You're just like curled up on this person's lap and now this person's holding you. And Mm -hmm. like, it's just normal for everybody in the room to be touching a baby or a child like, like in sweet, appropriate ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's just, yeah, it's just like a, it's an innocent, like just people know that children need touch to like become a healthy human. Mm-hmm. And then we cut it off completely and we reserve it for our person that we're married to and everybody else is sitting across the table from us, mm-hmm. maybe a hug. Yeah. And so I think I'm noticing a lot of people in this generation exploring platonic intimacy. Mm-hmm. And we are adults and adult bodies now. And so there is an element of having to really um, explore it to understand where those boundaries are because it's it's not sexual with most people, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't want to be. Um, but I think a lot of people are scared of intimacy because it can lead there, mm-hmm. you know, and we've been kind of exploring that as a group. Yeah, and I think that there's so much <clears throat> empowerment in recognizing that, like, 
exploring connection and your boundaries within connection and what is in alignment is just a a sweet ride. You know, it's just an opportunity for you to get to know yourself and get to know those around you. And I guess just ultimately like really discover your sense of trust within how you navigate that. You're not going to do anything you don't want to do. Nobody else is doing anything that they don't want to do. You're just easing into what it means to be present together, you know, and allowing the body to be a bit more expressive. Even if that looks like not physically touching, but just aligning a bit more naturally with the depth of your breath together, allowing the body to explore breath in each other's presence, you know, that's a nice thing to mention. Yeah. Because not everybody can jump right into being touched by people like that can bring up a lot. Yeah. And so I like that thought of like breath or something else first. Yeah. And discernment. Like it's just a matter of knowing you can trust your discernment. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do ecstasy and, or not even that you need to do that, but you're not going to open your heart and then worry that you're going to, you know, um, do something bad or wrong. You know, like connecting to Johnny hasn't been wrong. And, Um, if it wasn't in alignment for me out of my love for Bailey, like that's why it was easy for me to break up to some degree all those times was because it's in alignment for me to show up in a way that's most loving period. So (laughs) if I need to, um, recognize that I've explored connect connection with Johnny and the beauty of having connection with him while also, Um, you know, choosing to then be ultimately deeply respectful with how I navigate that. There's safety in my discernment in that. I can trust me there, you know, like we can respect each other and have less fear around connection. Yeah. I mean, we have such a beautiful group that we've gotten to explore that with where there is a lot of trust already. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of understands the the ground rules in a way. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's ultimate respect and love. Yeah. Did we're all... What? Were you feeling... Were you looking... Just fit? sometimes I worry that it's not recording if that's showing up, but... I, I will check it. <laughs> I also see how much time it, we've got because I'm down to do this in so many increments, you know? Yeah. It's nice to digest slowly. It's been 59 minutes, which is the gene key that Intimacy Castle is kind of based off of, which is so great. <laughs> that is so great. <laughs> um, yeah, do we kind of want to like shift gears a little bit and just <clears throat> say anything? Or what, what are you thinking? Where are you at? <laughs> I mean, that feels good. I feel like we were able to tell our story while weaving in just aspects of intimacy that we've explored and how we've maneuvered intimacy with uh like I guess for me a big part of our story that first year was exploring intimacy with my darkness mm. <laughs> with my really wounded child which looks which expresses as a demon <laughs> um can express as a demon it did express as a demon I guess you could say <laughs> it did express as a demon but it was a sad inner child but like yeah I feel like 
getting to talk about the intimacy I, I formed with that through the forest and all those things. Um, that was sweet to share. Yeah. So I feel like the story brings all these uh, mm. ways of being intimate with different parts of our experience. Yeah. Whether that's the inner demon, inner child, or our friends, mm-hmm. how to be more intimate with them. Um, Ourself and our choices. Staying intimate with uh, your lover that now is your ex-lover. Yeah. And former lover. Former like lover. Yeah. Yeah. Steven is my former lover. I like that. Yeah. There's no exes going on. <laughs> exes and O's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But full embrace, you know. <laughs> I just, I like letting people, sometimes when I tell people, you know, a brief overview of our story, they're like, they have such a weird reaction to Steven. It's almost like when people divorce or separate, there's like, some social norm of feeling the need to take a side, you know? And like, I think out of wanting to support me, some people have been like, Oh, fuck that guy. You know? I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Yeah. None of that. None of that. That's not necessary. Like, thank you for trying to love me, but, um, he's actually incredible and you should come to his shows and yeah, Yeah. you should meet him, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Steven's story could be a whole, podcast oh my god for sure for sure they would just bring them on yeah (laughs) (laughs) we will that would be cute um i love you i love you too (laughs) (laughs) cheers to part two y'all